0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Backstage Podcast. My guest this week is Kenneth George, one of the very first local partners I met when I started to work as a political advisor back in 2007. Until recently, Kenneth was among the longest serving school commissioners in Montreal and definitely, in my opinion, the one most present and involved. He was a regular at our office, and that's because he always brought new and refreshing ideas on how to improve our local schools and, as such, the lives of the families living in our district. Needless to say that most of his ideas came with a request of a rather large sum of government funding, but nothing made us happier to support his projects because they made sense and were necessary for the development and advancement not only of our schools but our community at large. On this episode, we'll discuss his journey as an academic and what encouraged him to run for office as a school commissioner. Also, we discuss the recent education reform of the Quebec government, which brought forth the abolishment of the school boards, the impact it already has and will continue to have on the students, their parents, and the teaching personnel. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Ça fait bien te voir and honestly, uh, I am happy to see you. I'm happy you're doing well. Puis uh, ça fait ça fait ça fait longtemps. Puis uh, I won't lie to you. Je, je pensais beaucoup à toi ces dernières années. Ben ces dernières an- la dernière année avec tout ce qui se passe au gouvernement mm-hmm. puis la commission scolaire and uh, you know I had a special thought for you and uh, I'm gentil. glad uh, I'm glad that you accepted to do this parce que comme je t'ai dit t- le but de ce podcast l'idée que j'ai eue c'est de Euh, d'amener en, en avant tous les gens qui travaillent en arrière-scène, uh, you know, regardless of you know, the, the, the industry, uh, the profession, n'importe quoi. Là, uh, puis toi, tu es quelqu'un uh, depuis le jour qu'on s'est rencontrés. Évidemment, nous, on s'est rencontrés… Ça uh, fait euh, longtemps, hein? Ça fait très longtemps, oui. Yeah. <rire> 2007, oui. Yeah, tu étais parmi un des premiers… Uh, Leader euh, de, de, de la communauté, tu sais, un, un acteur euh, euh, de, de la communauté avec qui on, s'est, on, on s'était rencontré, euh, comme évidemment commissaire scolaire. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, t'es quelqu'un qui était euh, pleinement mm. actif puis impliqué euh, dans non seulement la société at large, mais aussi dans le comté. Le sujet, et par la suite, par extension parce qu'il y a eu un. Euh, mm. Et, euh, ouais ils ont euh, ils ont amaga- amalgamé les, les deux euh, les deux secteurs mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i got to say we had a very uh, happy and great collaboration on a travaillé ensemble dans plusieurs projets and i thought you'd be a great person to bring on pour uh, expliquer un petit peu uh, ton parcours et que les gens puissent uh, Apprendre un peu plus de ce que faisait, (rire) j'imagine, un commissaire scolaire. Puis, euh, tu sais, d'apprendre un peu, parce que souvent, on ignore ce qui se passe en arrière-scène et l'importance du travail qui est fait par ces gens-là, dont toi-même, et euh, l'apport que euh, vous avez dans la société, puis dans les petits quartiers, puis dans la vie de, 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 de tout le monde, en fait, you know? Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that you're here. But, uh, yeah. How are you dealing with this new reality? I'm sorry. How are you dealing with this new reality?
1: Um, we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Uh, and me, especially because of my university teaching, um, my wife and I, uh, we have three. We have three daughters, and they are. They control us. Uh, at the beginning, we didn't. We never went out to the Chantalon market. We, ne- we never went out anywhere. They did. Uh, they went to uh, Metro, to Rona, to Provigo, uh, uh, and we stayed home. Uh, and that's all we did. We found difficulty. Difficult. We walked around, met to... Casala. I go to Provigo, I go to Metro, we both go to the Jean-Talon market, always with masks. Uh, so to that extent, uh, we've adapted, we, we've adapted. And the other part is my professional part. Uh, I, uh, I teach a lot, I teach a lot and that. Uh, Teaching is not in the format it was uh, two years ago. In fact, eight months ago. uh, You don't go to the classroom. The classroom comes to you virtually. And like all uh, teachers and professors, I had to learn these technologies, uh, which seemed very complicated at the beginning. Melo, uh,
0: get used to it. Yeah. how do you think the students are dealing with this? Parce que moi, c'est sûr qu'on est je suis d'une autre génération où il fallait vraiment aller à l'école, you know? n'étais uh, if I wasn't in class, my mind wasn't there. Mm-hmm. donc le, moi des fois j'essaie de me mettre dans, dans, dans la place des étudiants aujourd'hui, de chez eux, de leur chambre, de leur salon, wherever they are, d'essayer de se concentrer sur un cours à travers un ordi pendant une heure ou you know whatever time it takes. I don't know if I'd be able to do it.
1: There's a major... Let's talk about uh, elementary and high school students. There is a major difference between the kids and the teenagers who go to private schools and those who go to the public school. Why? Um, The private schools are really well organized. I mean, uh, you can have... uh, four or five classes per day, mathematics, geography, French, English, you have all that really organized with no days missing. It's, it's, it's not organized in the public sector. Uh, and it's, it is very dependent on what the particular teacher you have wants to do. And that is because there was, uh, I don't want to play politics for the kind of playing politics, but when the minister says one day, hol- the, 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 um, the summer holiday start- is starting in April oh, yeah. and you're all on holidays. And two weeks after he says, no, no, get back to, come on, come on. Yeah. You have to get a clear message. It's- going to school is an important act. And you cannot miss school. The form may vary, but you don't say you're all off.
0: Yeah, take it as a vacation. Yeah.
1: Voilà, c'est pas, c'est pas possible. He, he made a huge mistake. He lost all credibility. He tried to modify things afterwards. Um, uh, and that, that that instability you did not see in the private sector. They had schooling, they missed one week. The time for the teachers to to grasp the new reality of Zooms and Teams. And then everything came back not to normal, but you had your four or five classes every day. Mm -hmm. Every day from Monday to Friday with homework in the the evening. Wow.
0: But that... You know, you bring up an uh, an interesting point, you know, the difference between the public and private schools. It's not uh, to criticize the quality of the education, but it's just, like you said, when one depends so incredibly from what the government asks, you know, uh, you see automatically the differences, right? I mean, the public, uh, the private schools, because they're managing, you know, sort of speak themselves, they took the measures upon them um, to act quickly.
1: George? George, uh, in um, in British Columbia in Ontario, everybody goes to the public school system. okay A very little minority goes to the private school system because the private schools are private. They are not financed by sixty percent, seventy percent from the government. They are private. in Quebec, in Quebec, we, ha- we have a huge uh, it, it occupies a huge dimension in element, mostly in high schools. And um, that is not, it, it isn't necessary that it be that way. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage to modify the system, to bring it like, like the, the system in, 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 uh, in Ontario and in, in BC. And in Ontario and BC, nobody's, no minister said, you're on holidays. Yeah. They, they said one week for us to teach, to tell the teachers how to operate on the new techniques, and then we go back to school. Yeah. And what the Ontario government did was to pass out these uh, computers to all students who did not have those computers. Mind I, you, there I, were problems. For I, example, if I am the parent of three, I have, we had three children. If our three children were in an elementary and high school, we would have needed at least three computers, which is a lot to ask for a family. Yeah. Uh, ne- nevertheless, the orient—it's the fact. It isn't the fact that it's public or private that makes the discrepancy. Is the political orientation uh, that was given?
0: All right, but you, but 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 that's, that's an excellent point that you bring with regards to the equipment. Uh, do you think that the private schools were better equipped for this than the public schools? They were better equipped in terms
1: of, in terms, of tech technologically speaking, they are much more advanced. Yeah, they are. They look like like the schools in California. In California, in California, it is forbidden to have textbooks. Mm-hmm. You do not have textbooks. You have. A computer, and everything is done on computer. They were much more advanced, uh, technologically speaking, but what was more important was that they were, it's a a political will. Where do you want to go? Do you want to continue to have a school in 2020 that's like the school we had in 1980? Or do you want a school that, the web has been developed 30 years ago, we cannot act as if that did not exist
0: yeah but you know what uh, 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 it's not the only uh, <clears throat> public infrastructure that is behind eh, that is lagging with respect to the advancement of technology you know the same could be said about the health industry the same could be said about every pretty much every department
1: to i uh, i i am going for a medical conference on friday and i was asked to send my my paper with with a fax a fax that's in the 1980s <laughs> who still has a fax machine <laughs> the the uh, uh mcgill university hospital
0: goodness what is that you can't like can't you just snap a picture of it and email it like would it not that make more sense well, I, I asked that <laughs> because to have fa
1: i can't i can't send a fax from my home <laughs> they said no by fax
0: you know, I'd like to speak to someone responsible to explain to me the logic behind that. Mm. What is it? Do you need, what is it? Uh, the paper? The, like, I don't understand. If you get it by email, you can still print it, you'll have it. What's <laughs> the point of the facts? I don't understand.
1: It's just not wanting, not the will to change, the will to adapt. God, that,
0: that's the funniest thing ever.
1: Right. Man, it's, it's general, it's, it's really general the the use of the facts, uh, but only in the health system.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how um, you know we touched a little bit about the uh, you know in the beginning how we met and stuff. Uh, you know we met through my passage in politics, of course. Tu uh, étais le commissaire scolaire Par la suite, il y a eu l'ajout de parc extension. You know, I, I remember. Meeting a person at the very early a very early stage when we came in, I think it must have been in two thousand and seven, uh, if not probably early two thousand and eight, but i am pretty sure it was within the first year that we came into office. Um, just someone that came you know we, we 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 sat down, we met you. there was this uh, clear understanding of this profound engagement uh, and uh, a keen interest in in public service. Uh, uh you know uh, a keen interest in the betterment and the development of our school establishment and the, the the education environment at large um and we knew from you know that point forward that this was going to be an interesting collaboration because we came in with certain ideas of how uh to work with the local partners puis uh there you were uh with all these ideas c'est comme ça ne finissait jamais
1: it was one Ideas project. I asked you
0: money to make them become reality. Yeah, no, but you know, I, you know, I was I was thinking about things that we can discuss, and automatically I started thinking about all these projects that we worked on, and c'était accompli là and we're talking about two areas that are uh, really highly populated. Surtout maintenant, when you look back now, 12 years later, on voit que ces quartiers-là, c'est parmi les plus populaires. Like, there's a huge influx of population, young professionals, young families. Par extension, c'est plus le le quartier des des immigrants, comme comme ça l'a été quand j'ai vécu là-bas. It's a a completely different demographic uh, in in these two areas. and uh, yeah, we knew that this was going to be an interesting collaboration. And for you, I, I didn't know that you were a teacher initially. I thought that you were just involved as a school commissioner. Uh, how does this whole teaching thing start with you? Uh, like, and I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to expose the age here. But I mean, <laughs> uh, how does this all start? How do you get into teaching? I started teaching
1: when I was uh, doing my uh, my PhD at McGill. Uh, one, I my my first studies were in the field of political science, economics, and political science, and uh, my 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 thesis director, director got a phone call from the director of the political science department of who needed somebody to give a course. I think it was on political parties, and he was looking for somebody who spoke French, obviously, and who could teach that the course. And uh, I started that is the first course that I gave. Um, and I continued in political science. And about 10 years ago, I got involved in occupational health and safety. Very, very much involved in occupational health and safety. And that developed my interest in industrial relations. So I went to get a, an MA and a PhD in industrial relations from Laval University. Uh, specializing in state intervention in the field of occupational health and safety and ever since then i've been te- i've been doing two things one i, I was working at the uh, CSST, the occupational health and safety board in Quebec and uh, i was also teaching a lot and uh, very much in uh, at McGill, Concordia, HSC, University of Montréal, uh, University of Quebec, I even went to the University of Quebec at uh, where I taught industrial relations and occupational health and safety. Uh, and I've always loved that. I uh, I love teaching, uh, uh, organizing the material in such a way that students can be brought from point A to a point B, uh, developing the concepts, understanding the concepts, uh, recognizes the, recognizing the relationship between the concepts, developing theories, new theories. Uh, I've always liked uh, that approach of teaching, of having of having students develop their analytic ability, um, a, uh, it's a real passion. It's a real passion. I spent the whole month of June and July preparing the fall session.
0: Right. But you went straight to higher education. You never had an interest, for example, in elementary or high school?
1: I don't have that competence or that patience. <laughs> That's what I'm um, I mean, patience. <laughs> but I did, uh, which raises the question, why did I get involved in elementary and high school as a school commissioner? That's right. I got got involved at the end of the 1980s, the beginning of the 1990s, because of one particular problem. Do you remember what the dropout rate was in 1990? No. 50%. Wow. You had 100 students in in, in secondary one, 50 of them were in secondary five. Through the process in the five years, 50%, that is an average. And the average hides differences among the genders. Boys were dropped out much more than women, than than girls. (coughs) And that was uh, incroyable. Society can't live with that. Our society is rich of its brains. Without the brains, you don't go anywhere. And the way to start developing the brains is not by dropping out. You've got to get your education. It, 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 I started to work. Uh, that was the reason why I get involved. I got involved. In the districts where I've always... A lot of my colleagues as school commissioners across Quebec mostly have elementary schools in their districts. I had a huge number of secondary, Lucien Paget, Georges Vanny, L'Académie de Robert-Mal, Pierre Marquette, and uh, Andy Julien, which was a, a special school for uh, uh, Lucien Paget, the, what goes on in the minds of, of, of teenagers, how to get them continue their studies, get them involved in their own studies, uh, working with teachers who had a heart, uh, right. because not all teachers are similar. I well especially
0: steamy. especially Lucien Paget. I mean that was a, a pretty a pretty special school I mean the it had the, its ups and downs and obviously it's gotten much better with the years I remember growing up because I grew up in Park X and Lucien Paget was definitely not the school that my parents uh, wanted me to go you know I, I didn't go to Paget, but either way there was no way in hell that my parents would ever put me there because of the reputation that school had. Yeah,
1: but it really developed. Of course. Uh, look
0: at its performances in, in in mathematics.
1: Look at its performances. It's in physics. In physics is just amazing. Uh, in dancing, uh, in basketball, it, it really uh, it, it it really transformed itself. So all it takes, not all it takes. What it takes is five or six adults who decide to transform an organization. And when they get involved, they do things, they attract students, they attract other teachers, and that, it's a...
0: Like a snowball effect.
1: It's a snowball effect. It's a systemic effect. And uh, uh, you've got to start somewhere. You can start and it grows through time. It grows through time.
0: Yeah, just out of curiosity, you mentioned the dropout rate at fifty percent. I'm guessing that was an average for Quebec. What was it specifically in that area? Do you remember? I'm curious to know. A bit,
1: uh, a bit over fifty yeah. percent. A bit, oh, not much, uh, not much, George.
0: And what was it now? Uh, just it's what? about twenty-two percent. And uh, where's the Quebec average at?
1: Um, well. The Quebec is Quebec is not as good as the other provinces. That having been said, if we consider the private sector and the public sector, we are like the other provinces. Right. And we've got to take into account another factor. All across Canada, except in Quebec, the mark for passing is fifty percent.
0: Right. And here it's sixty. In Quebec,
1: it's sixty percent. Uh, we have very high requirements towards a higher requirements than the teenagers in the other provinces
0: but is that necessarily a bad thing i mean you know I, I look at that and i think that you know what the you know the standards are a little bit higher and you know we push our students to perform a little bit better uh, does that at the end have a much bigger impact with our students compared to the rest in Canada?
1: On the students who one way or another will perform, it has no impact. Where it does have an impact is for students who are on the borderline. Yeah, for those yeah. students, it does have an impact. It, when you- uh,
0: It's a determining got, factor on whether or not they continue their education or they drop out.
1: You're 15 years old, you're in Secondary four, fourth year of high school, you've got an average of fifty six percent in arithmetic. You would redo the same arithmetic the next year, mm-hmm. and your friends are going to secondary five.
0: Right, right. So, so let's let's go back to that average here in Quebec. What is it if you if you include like in general our, our we'd, be th- like the
1: other pro- we'd be like the other provinces. But nope. but we, but but because of our standards and because of the division between the public and the private sector, we in the public sector the rate of dropout rate is higher than in the rest of
0: Canada. Yeah, I just want to compare the, the area where you said it's uh, probably in the twenties. I just want to compare that yes. with the, the national dropout rate. Are we it's at eight eighteen percent so we're
1: eighteen percent in the in the rest of Canada? Close,
0: we're close to the national average.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's a remarkable uh, achievement, though the fact that you you know the the, the dropout, especially in these areas, um, went down. I don't know what it is attributed to. Obviously, it's a know- combination
1: of a lot of factors. Uh, first of all, the, the whole of society became conscious of the fact that it was not normal. We didn't know. We didn't have the data, and nobody seemed to be preoccupied by what went on in in elementary high school. We didn't have the data. We didn't have the studies uh, that showed uh, what are the variables that bring students uh, to drop out. The act of dropping out, the act of dropping out, we understood the following. For you and for me to see a teenager drop out, that is a problem. For the teenager who drops out, that is the solution. Right. He drops out because the school he, he's, he hasn't well performed in english and in french and in mathematics the school has been sending him the message that he's no good in french english and mathematics and his his colleagues his his, his friends are getting promoted one year after the other he does not get promoted the first year a second year and even if, he, if he's not promoted he has difficulties. He doesn't have the necessary help he needs. He will drop out from an institution that sends him the image that he's no good. Yeah. And that brings us to the necessity of developing of recognizes that all teenagers are not the same. We've got to offer different services to different teenagers. The majority can operate in the same environment. But some need additional help, right. and it took us years uh, to, to, to think in those terms and to really invest in the specific help that some students need.
0: Do you think the education system is failing uh, the students and the families in the sense that, you know, like you said now, a child enters the school and perhaps they're not made out to follow, for example, you know, a curriculum that includes mathematics from secondary one all the way to secondary five. Maybe math is not their thing. Maybe physics or chemistry is not their thing, but perhaps they're more in tune with their artistic side or their entrepreneurial side. Um, and I know that right before we, uh, you know, we are, are, period ended i mean right before we lost the the seat in 2018 we were having discussions about a project that you wanted to bring uh uh, into the area about alternative schools uh and that was the big discussion and I, i don't know where that stands now and i don't know if there's any statistics or any any measurable uh, elements that we can use to to, to compare and say, look, the, the, the success rate is so much better. We see kids that would have either failed the system or the system would, would have failed them yeah. that are now it, succeeding. Your,
1: your expression is right. The system has failed them. Let yeah. it, let's compare the high school in, in New England and in Ontario to Quebec.
0: Yeah.
1: In New England, a child gets into first year of high school First year and second year of high school exactly the same, no variation. Starting in secondary three, four, and five, you have a not, in, in New England you have an option between, you have a choice between five options: secondary schooling that ends with secondary five, secondary schooling that leads to university, technical pr- training, professional training, artistic training. You choose one option, and you continue with that option. This is as of SEC 3. Exactly. Yeah. In, in, uh, in, Toronto, in Ontario, you have the same format. But on Ontario, the government says that the kids at that age can make a mistake, and they may, might want to change your options. So there is a period where they can change. In Quebec, everybody goes through the same system until secondary 3. And then you choose. You don't choose an option. You don't choose a, a program. You choose a class: mathematics strong, intermediary, or weak; right. English strong, intermediary, or weak. But you've got to do science and mathematics, which is not the case in Ontario and in uh, in, in New England. We are very requiring vis-à-vis. Uh, are teenagers. We are, we are very, not surprisingly, Quebec students are the best, in, uh, among the best in the world in mathematics. We are the ones who have them do, and if there's something difficult, mathematics is abstract. It's very abstract. A, a trigonometry, algebra, and we force all, we consider that all teenagers have, have the same minds And the same sensitivities, which is not the case. Right. And the expression you use, the system is failing them.
0: So what's happening with the alternative schools? Because I remember the previous government had invested wow. in, a, in a pilot project to, uh, I can't remember how many schools they were going to, uh, uh, these alternative schools that they were going to build throughout Quebec. I, I'm not sure where that stands today, and I don't know if there's any measure. In
1: Billerai, there's, there's one elementary school, an alternative in Billray, And before oh, happened, my fine. mandate ended, I had met about seven or eight times parents in Parkex. Who wanted the same thing in Park X? Right. Uh, but I don't know uh, how it has developed.
0: How was the enrollment?
1: Uh, you cannot have 200 children. In, uh, you start by 30, you go up to 80, you go up to 120. There are about 180. In Villarre, in There are about 100, let's say 150 today. In right. PX, Park X, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, ever since my mandate has finished. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and do you have any feedback on how that progress is going in Villery?
1: Yes, it just so happens that this summer a couple of weeks ago, I met the, uh, the, the, the parent who' the president of the uh, parents committee, and it was going very, very well, very, very well. The, 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 they're, they're going to go beyond the number of children they expected to have.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, on an academic level,
1: they uh, they're meeting all the standards. They're meeting all the problems. The risk, the risk in the alternative uh, schools is that well, most of the elementary teachers do a lot of arts, and they don't do as many mathem- as much mathematics and science as they should, mm-hmm. and that makes it difficult for those students when they get in uh, in high school. They don't have the concept that they don't have a concept that they need. But in as much as uh, the teachers and the principal are conscious of that, they do make sure that when they finish the elementary school and the alternative school, <clears throat> all kids have the concepts uh, that they need for to go to high school
0: in science. Yeah, that that was my next question because obviously it's a brand new approach. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how the procedure works. I don't know if they look at the kids' strengths and weaknesses and according to that, Mm -hmm. but how does everything come back to a level playing field when they enter high school? I mean, that has to be the objective.
1: The objective is to bring, to educate, educate, to bring someone from one point to another point, the point they had, they may vary in their pedagogical strategies, but they've got to get to this point at 12
0: years old. Right. Is it too soon? To, like, I, I, I doubt the kids that enter that, uh, that school are at a high school level, right? No, no,
1: They're not in second. It hasn't
0: been six years yet. Okay. Okay. I guess we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely something interesting because I've been speaking with a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, self-made, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say self-made millionaires, but self-made entrepreneurs um, who have taken it upon themselves to, to build whatever company. Obviously, a lot of it now stems online. Um, and all these people, they have a different way of thinking that, I perhaps do, or certainly my parents did, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're the kind of people that say, look, if my kid doesn't want to go to school in high school, who cares? That's fine. I don't care. Uh, you know, because they look at themselves, they take themselves as an example and how they succeeded by going kind of against the grain, going against that system, and they reached whatever level of success and I believe that this is something that we should be teaching our kid. There should be more... Um, uh, initiative financial literacy courses or entrepreneurship or stuff that are more tangible, stuff that people live through on a daily basis rather than teaching, you know, physics or calculus that unless you go into a scientific field, you are never, ever going to touch, you know? Uh,
1: That is not the perspective. In the whole Western world, that is not the perspective for elementary and high schools. There are, our culture has developed through centuries And the main purpose of the elementary high school is to bring our children to the consciousness that we have in 2020, Uh, not to impose on them to be entrepreneurs. They can do that. Mm -hmm. But the first and foremost objective is to have them become masters of our knowledge as we exist, universal knowledge we have today.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like said, of yeah, but like you said, I mean, we're still guiding our children based on uh, elements that are probably outdated, right? I mean, uh, I don't think...
1: No, that- no, no. They're not outdated. What we're doing is focusing everybody in the same scientific mold. Mm-hmm. That is the mistake. Right. We've got to vary. Uh, we, we, we can have a program on economics and finance. But it's a program, not just learning how to manage your budget.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You've got to get to, to, to master the concepts.
0: Uh, because, you see, the interesting thing, and you brought this to my attention back today, uh, at Lucien Paget, where they have that mixed system of work and education where you get yes. children, I think from the age of 14, I think, and you, uh, you bring them into a working environment and they gain that experience and it counts I'm not sure exactly how it works there. Uh, and I found that super interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, it, it's plagiarizing on the German system. Mm-hmm. In Germany uh, in Germany, everybody does that. Uh, it's not an. Ex- it's an exception within big institutions. In germany it's the norm um but what that is a for certain students who did not want to sit at their desk six hours a day five days a week sit at it it was excellent mm-hmm. uh but not necessarily for hospitals right. we should not have one model for everybody in hospitals we don't have the same model for all the patients. Right. The, what we do, even all patients who have cancer, they don't have the same treatment. We
0: adapt to the particular situation of, uh, of the patient. I'm sure they even have some departments that have gotten rid of the fax machines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very probably.
0: <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Um, the, the, the school commissions, because it's still very uh, new in the news. And I want to I have a little bit your take to see on how this has changed personally your life, uh, your colleagues, and in general, how it's going to have the impact it's going to have on us as parents and in general as a society. Um, there, the, there was the, the Bill 40 that, that was suggested, I think, in 2019, and I think it was passed early this year. Uh, it was forced, actually. So, um, what do you? Obviously, you're going to be against the 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 fact that they're abolishing the school commissions. But I still want to ask you. I mean, what do you think of this proposition to abolish the school commissions in general? It, it's
1: it's not the school. But the school commissions and other institutions where people express themselves. They have these institutions have to be promoted. In all fields of activity, you've got to multiply the occasions where the citizens get involved in major issues. Not only it's small, there's nothing wrong with taking care of the Parc Jari. There's nothing wrong in getting involved in that. But citizens should have the opportunity to intervene on other, in other spheres at, an, at a higher level. It is not true. Think of what New Brunswick did. They abolished the school commissioner, the school commissions six years ago, and two years later, they recreated that. Why? There is no way by which the, Depart- the provincial department of education can have a direct relationship with each of the schools in New Brunswick or in Quebec or elsewhere. It is very significant that it's only in Quebec that we've abolished the school commissioners, the the school commissioners and the school commissions. What it does though, what the abolishment uh, school commissions, it takes away uh, an opposition to the government. Whenever the government wanted to do something and we thought it was a good thing, we would do it very, very well. But when we did not agree, we would say so, and we, right. we could go to the media. We were a political institution that could intervene like that. And when the government went in one way and we thought, no matter who was the political party, in, we would intervene and suggest new things.
0: Yeah, for the better uh, interest of the schools and the families and in general, the society that you were serving.
1: Voila. In addition, um, I'm a citizen, I want to call some school administrator. I'll call him up at 9 o'clock on a Monday morning. When is he going to give me a phone call back? Right. When, when parents went through this, I spent my, every morning, every morning my time was consecrated to answering parents or giving follow-ups to what things that were asked. Mm-hmm. And no administrator re- would refuse to talk to me. We were a good means of communication between the administrators and what goes on in the school. Let me give you another example. I received complaints from from teachers uh, about the food that was given to children by an organization in my writing. The complaint was that they always get the same food. Rice with vegetables and some time, and, and a new meat every day. I speak to the principal of another school. ask some you want to talk to your teachers how do they perceive the, 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 the food they're receiving, and they were receiving the food from the same organization. Calls me back, says they don't like it. It's always a, the same complaint. A third school, the same thing. These administrators who had not been sensitive to the issue were made sensitive because of a complaint I received from some certain parents, certain teachers. We discovered something that we did not like. And had they filled out a memo saying we've got to change this, it would have taken so many months to solve the problem. I made a couple of phone calls. I asked the administrators to get in touch with the parents and the, the the, the the teachers who had uh, formulated the complaint and the things were settled in four weeks mm-hmm. or three weeks. Yeah. We the the, the, the political actor, I, we were the school commissioners are political actors. Right. We could intervene and have
0: the administration
1: operate quicker than without our intervention.
0: So, so, what are the, so what are the main elements that have changed now following this proposal? The parents have um, uh, no
1: no means of contact except administrative. So,
0: so, uh, so the structure, how, how has the structure changed? So there's no more school commissioner. How have they replaced that? The director general,
1: exactly on the model of what Gaetan Barret did in the uh, social services and the health services. The uh, The director general who is uh, approved by the minister, who becomes the institute, the means by which the minister sees to it that his objectives are met in. And the the, the, the director general uh, will be accompanied by a council of people uh, elected by teachers, school principals. But this, is and, per, per, this is per school or per no, region? No, no, no. Per, per, per school board.
0: School board. Okay.
1: For school, board. but this this entity will not meet every week. It will meet four or five times during the year, and its agenda will be what the director general wants it to discuss.
0: Right, but so so essentially, you're there. there there's a disconnect between um, towards the 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 local aspect because if you're talking about a structure that is concentrated within the school um, um, school board. So, I mean, uh, let's say, for example, we take the, 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 the School Commission of Montreal. We have hundreds of schools. It's just that one council that will take care of every single school in that territory.
1: Yes, but in every school, there still will be the Parents Committee. Okay. But the Parents Committee has what, by what means can it communicate what it wants to headquarters? Yeah. Without the uh, 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 well, and what I'm de- defining here is what the legislation says for the French school system. That is not the case in the English school system. It's gonna, the status quo.
0: I was, was going to ask you about that. Why is there a different treatment for the English-speaking communities? Like, How were they able to convince the government to maintain the status quo versus the French communities? And the other question that I kept asking myself is, if the English-speaking communities manage to convince the government that this service was necessary, and by uh, allowing them to keep the status quo, at the same time, they're agreeing that it's necessary, so why would you remove it from the rest of uh, the other French-speaking communities?
1: The, the, well, the political reasons I leave to the government, but there is a constitutional aspect, uh, the, the, the Canadian Constitution protects the rights, the education rights of the mon- minorities. Know, yeah. And the, for, the minor- for the English minority in Quebec, that right means electing school commissioners. Uh, and there would have been a, a huge 10-year court battle uh, uh, if the government had uh, adopted the same policy vis-à-vis the English community. Se- there's a second reason that the government invoked. The reason invoked is that the participation in school uh, elections was higher in, in the English community than in the French community, which is a lie, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. For, uh, how does, how does the electoral list established? All Canadian, all Quebec citizens are put on the French list from that french list you take away the names of the citizens who have children in the english school board uh, the schools of the english school board mm-hmm. okay and to that small list you add the list of citizens who call up and say i don't want to vote on the french list i want to vote on the english list right so in other words for example in my district i had 43,000 voters. Anthony, uh, the the, the, the commissioner for the English Montreal, who had the same region as I had, had 800 voters. All right. So if he had 400 people who voted, the the, the The rate was 50%.
0: Yeah, yeah, the ratio is.
1: Voila, if I have 400 people who vote, it's one percent. Exactly, it's in the logic of the system. I had published an article suggesting to the Quebec government do to the French communities what you do with the English communities, i.e., recognize to every citizen the right to vote. But in order to vote, you put two lists one, the parents the parents and to those lists to that those two lists you add the names of the citizens who call up to register to be put on the list right but they and that is done in the united states that is done in the english community in quebec uh,
0: right. yeah so so it, it would just Kind of regulate the, the the voter percentage because you they wouldn't count forty-three thousand when, in, when in reality not all of these people turn out to vote. Only the ones that are registered. So the ones that would sign up to register would be probably similar in number to the English. Voila. Right.
1: Well So, uh, but uh, and that is a uh, that dimension. Nobody knows about that. No, even the reporters don't know about that. Right. So, and and the, 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 the constitutional aspect plus probably some political interests. La so the, the, the CAC has never, not elected anybody in Montreal, and especially not in English Montreal, yeah. uh, possibly that they wanted to.
0: But even, but even economically, I read an article uh, recently that, uh, that said that this reform is going gonna, is gonna to help uh, save, I think it was $40 million in a span of five years. That
1: Mm -hmm. is a a line. No, but I mean,
0: in in, in a budget where the education department receives, what is it now, $11, $12 billion, you're saving about $8 million a year, Um, the argument... That the government is saying that is that it's eight million dollars a year that we'll be able to inject back into the system the problem isn't the problem isn't offering more services to the kids and we all know that perhaps certain schools are underfunded or maybe their services that are necessary the problem the question here is is the accessibility to a service that like you said has paid off many times uh, to have that accessibility to someone that can help you you know, get through you know, the red tape or uh, solve a problem that n- regular parents sitting in the parents' committee don't even know how to even approach.
1: And they won't save money. For, you're the principal of high school. You've got 1,000 students. You have about 180 uh, uh, adults working in the school. You have a new relationship with the Department of Education, and the Department of Education communicates directly with you, which means you have to answer for your acts more often. You have more formulas to fill out. You've got more more, more things to look look over. What are you going to do? You're going to ask for a new assistant principal. Mm -hmm. The money you're supposed to have saved by by abolishing the school board, you're going to put, in administrative purposes, in each of the elementary and high schools, right. and adult education and the uh, professional training centers
0: so so what's happening now with all your colleagues like school commissioners presidents of school commissions uh, they're all gone they, they they don't exist anymore it's done
1: the, the, the institution does not exist and the they they have no mandate to do anything um i know that there's uh <coughs> there's some people who are working on a project of uh, bring the government to court uh, arguing that the law is discriminatory on the basis of a- ethnic origin. For example, it's okay for the English community to elect its school commissioners, but not in the French community. Mm-hmm. Uh, how that is going to go, I don't know. It takes a lot of time and a lot of money to do that type of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And do you think the resources are there to follow through with it? I, uh, I'm not
1: privy to that information, Brian. Right.
0: Uh, have you gotten any feedback uh, either from other colleagues or, you know, the schools that you used to uh, collaborate with teachers, principals, uh, regarding yes. the change?
1: Yes. A lot of teachers, for example, asked me, uh, I have no contact in the, uh, in the office of the MNA. How can I proceed to get $500 for this project? Oh my uh, teachers who do contact, we met mostly parents. Parents. Uh, parents. Either they call me up, or they write to me, or they see me uh, with my grandchildren uh, in the park, or the metro, or the Provigo or the Jean Talon Market, um, asking me how to who to contact uh, to get something done. Or uh, the, that I see as a difference with my, co- my ex-colleagues. I still have uh, informal contacts, uh, but nothing operational. Uh, uh, a really nope. nothing
0: operation it, it, it's it's a, it's um it's sad to see it uh, and I, i'm i'm just you know I, i'm looking at really you know from the perspective of the relationship right and all the projects that we worked on and i'm trying you know as we're having this discussion i'm trying to think had you not been there well, you, had there not been, you know, a commissioner there, a school commissioner, and to some extent, yeah, you, because you were that energetic person that came to us with all the ideas and all the projects. Had you not been there, how the hell would we have done what we did with all those schools, all those beautiful projects, uh, you know, expansion, uh, uh, renovations, uh, you know, complete rebuilds, like, how how would that have happened? I I don't, I don't see how.
1: It would have been a lot of a lot more work for 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 your office. And <laughs> the example I can give is that the, the new m a All the phone calls that I received. His office is receiving them now, and the people in his office are not known by the school education by the the administrators.
0: Yeah look this is the disadvantage when you come in and you're new right there's always this you know there's always a period where you know you need to transition and you know to get the, known to the different actors but it always helps for example I mean at some point we were we were new there right but the the the, the fact that there was one person you
1: voilà, that
0: voilà. could branch out uh to all these different organizations and the schools and the different administrations etc it obviously was a huge help for us, right? Because we mm-hmm. had to address our issues or anything to one person, right? Um, and we didn't have to wait five, six years or whatever to develop relationships with each institution.
1: Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, it's like I said, you know, the, the impact it's going to have locally is obviously huge, but more importantly, it's the, um, it, it, it's the ability to remain connected on the ground with what's going on that's going to be difficult.
1: Right. And that it will be the case. It will be, a, especially, especially in a riding where there are so many schools. Uh, in, in our riding, George, in our riding, there are 25 schools. There's, not, there's one school commissioner in Canada who had more than 25 schools in his riding in Toronto but the, the second one was me with in park extension and willrey we had 25 schools
0: and to the think, only
1: school the t- the only type of school we did not have is a professional training school and i was working hard on getting that
0: yeah and to think that a lot of these schools were overpopulated <laughs> isn't 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 it crazy i mean to think just how you know overpopulated these two districts are and how important that position is because uh, and again one of the last projects that we were working on is to 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 create a brand new school right at the Sainte-La-Jeunesse right. um that was literally one of the last files that uh, that we closed because you know obviously we left we're not there anymore um and uh i am not sure how that is advancing i hope it's, it's it, uh,
1: it is advancing the uh, the, the the destruction the, m- m- it went did it get the funding finally,
0: or did it get yes. approved? Okay, yes. that's good. Yeah, That's good. It's sad for the Saint-La because, uh, unfortunately, the plans that uh, we were told about uh, didn't end up happening. So I'm not no. sure exactly what's going to happen for that center because initially the idea was to transfer that center to the old Chinese hospital as right. such.
1: That did not happen. So we eventually decided it to make happen. a housing yeah. project.
0: So that's going to be a little bit sad because that center was uh, crucial mm-hmm. uh, to... Uh,
1: they're at, the, at La Patrulla.
0: But it's, it, it, makes no, it's it makes no sense. It's far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it had a very strategic location smack in the middle of Villaray, mm-hmm. uh, organization. Exactly. And uh, we got on board to support them because we thought that that whole organization was going to move entirely into that new space that's the argument i remember we had um, we had made with the borough mayor at that time everyone was telling us yes this is the plan we're promising, like every like all these promises all these partners that came along just yeah. to move this forward came and said yes this is the idea and then finally they got screwed over and i feel very bad about that and i remember i, I even spoke to the director of the um of the, of the center nice. Yeah, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry this happened. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how things are going to move forward, but at the same time, I'm happy that the school project is uh, is moving along because that's obviously mm-hmm. necessary. We, I remember, need it. we need it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were there were there were trailers that were converted into classrooms. You know, I mean, it makes no, it makes absolutely no sense. Not in 2020. Of course not. You know, like an entire schoolyard taken over by trailers. You know. <laughs> it's uh it's ridiculous
1: Um uh, just just and that so means to... that means less space for kids to run during...
0: of, course. of course um just uh, you know we're going to close it off and i appreciate the time that you've given i just want to go a little back to the um, to the to the collaboration that we had uh like i said before you know there was always one idea after another uh there was always like some potential at some school to make things better, bigger, uh, more convenient, you know, whatever the idea was. And there was always uh, something well prepared, <laughs> you know, uh, there was always a meeting, uh, which we accepted obviously all the time. I mean, we, 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 we always uh, took- never said no to me. Because there was always something interesting, right? And of course, I mean, if, had we had the money and the ability to get all the funds, we would have done way more. Um, tell me a little bit, and I know that you're, you're very humble and you're probably not going to be able to answer, but was there a project that you were more proud of that, that, than any other?
1: $27 million that you got for the uh, making a show. Uh... Uh, Victor Dory, a bigger school. Victor Dory is a school for non-residents of Villeri for mm. highly handicapped children. Yeah. And half of the space of Victor Dory is occupied by Saint Justin Hos- Hospital. Mm. And uh, to make it bigger, because we needed more space for the number, that school was taught for 100 students. There were, at the end, 190 students in that school. We had to make it bigger, and you got the $27 million necessary to do that. I think it was at the mid-1990s.
0: Yeah, wow. That was a huge project. For sure. Was that, that wasn't the one that was approved for less, and then we had to battle together. No,
1: no, no, no. That was the Saint, uh, Saint-Gérard.
0: Saint-Gérard. Yeah. That was a tricky situation because we had to go against our own government and
1: uh, <laughs> a lot of secret phone calls. You made. Oh
0: my goodness! Uh, and, you know, at the end, we got it done. And I, uh, and you know, I, I remember campaigning in 2018 where they criticized us for that. And I thought, guys, we actually went to bat against our own <laughs> government to get more funds for that school. Uh, but that that was a, that turned out to be a beautiful school as well.
1: Exactly. A very, a, a very beautiful school. You just look at the picture of this huge bird on La Genesse Street. You see the bird yes. on the window that uh, gives
0: on to the gy- on the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there a project that you were upset that wasn't accomplished? Uh,
1: not necessarily with your office, but again, not necessarily with, with your office. But the idea that children still didn't eat, children and teenagers did not eat as much as they needed to eat. Right. That uh, we're in 2020, we're in Montreal here, and children don't eat the fruit, the vegetables. They aucun bon sens.
0: No. you know i had pierre Legault on my podcast uh, i think it was last year from um, from renaissance mm-hmm. and he was giving he was throwing out numbers that 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 made me f- f- fall you know f- f- from wherever i was i mean incredible numbers like 30% of the youth across canada doesn't have three meals a day and, and it's ridiculous to hear these things i mean like you said we're living in 2020 in canada i mean we're not a third world country here no but too and you know to think that there's kids that Spend the whole day in school without a meal. You know what I mean? It's, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's troubling. It's troubling at right. the least.
1: Yeah. And that's a project that 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 not specific to park extension. To it's really general across Canada. Right.
0: What are you working on now, sir? What are you uh, What are you involved in? Uh, what's exciting in your life?
1: Taking care of my grandchildren. No, that was, that, that was, is that was very terrible. beautiful, a really view, Except that for the last three months, I never could have. I never <laughs> hugged my grandchildren. That must uh, have been uh, killer. It must have been crazy for you. Ah, uh, terrible, terrible. What I'm very much involved in is uh, my teaching. I like, I love teaching. I have very, I have formal relationships with my students, but also I'm available outside. Uh, the class for my students uh, and uh, I like that a lot uh, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, doubt I that, that a lot. Second.
0: I wouldn't doubt that for a second and I'm convinced that they are very lucky to have you uh, mm-hmm. as a exactly. teacher. Uh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, first of all, to see you again, even right. though it's uh, through a computer screen. But nevertheless, uh, it was when very...
1: When does it all over, George, we'll get together. From uh, to you,
0: you took that right out of my mouth. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that as soon as, you know, whatever normal is to be in the future, uh, <laughs> that will allow us to kind of get back together. Uh, f- for sure, I'd love to have uh, to sit down, grab a coffee, grab lunch, whatever, just to, to be able to... Uh, to see each other physically, man, I, I miss your hugs and I miss that warmth that you always used to uh, that you also, that you carry with you. So, uh, guaranteed, we're gonna do that. Oh pleasure. au pleasure George. Appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Okay.
1: Bye bye.
0: Bye bye.